Alrighty, everyone. Welcome to our first sampling platter. What's going on, Joe? Oh, it's good to be back. It's good to be done with this like month, month and a half bender I've been on, man. I was really I was thinking back on it today. I think five out of the last six weekends I've been on a trip somewhere and just drank my face off. And I'm so excited. I've never been more excited to sit at home and do nothing for like three weeks. Plus, football's back, baby. Football is fucking back. Week zero, one bet. Bang! Plus 480. Oh, thanks for sharing. <laughs> Already sent it down the drain, but it's, it is yeah, what yeah, it yeah. is. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm, uh, it's good to be back. And we got some good artists coming up here today and in the next couple weeks. So I'm excited to just kind of focus on this a little bit. Yeah, same. No, uh, I guess the only thing real quick, because I don't think this will... This episode probably won't run long, but yesterday we went to the dealership to get my wife a new car. So I kind of texted you this yesterday, but I didn't give you the details. But basically, I told her, I was like, all right, we're going to tell them that we're not going to trade in your vehicle. We're going to see what kind of offer they get with all the fees and all that crap. And then after we will say, "Okay, well, you know, what would you give us for the trade in? So we get there, we test drive the vehicle. It's Ford Edge. She likes it. We've gone back, and the dealer go, hey, the guy that we're talking to, hey, do you guys like it? She's like, yeah, yeah, I like it. I want to trade in my car. <laughs> Just instantly. I would love to get rid of this car. Please take it off my hands. Nothing builds uh, leverage quite like that, huh? Dude, there is no leverage. I mean, like I texted you, the, the I was looking up prices on like cars.com, and for the Edge, there weren't any that had similar mileage that was cheaper. So it was it was a good price. But... um. Yeah, just just the dealer in general is just a just a whack. The dealership sucks, and unless you're buying a car that's like something sporty, something fun, you're never gonna feel great about it, you know. Yeah, and she got for her Equinox. Guess how much I gave her for the trade-in? Uh, like a mid twenty tens model. Yeah, twenty sixteen, one hundred sixty thousand miles on it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. They probably trying to resell that for like twelve grand. So I don't know, three grand, four grand. Three grand. The but you know what's funny? They'll probably resell it for like seven. But you know what's funny? They had uh, with like the windshields cracked, and then when you drive it past like twenty miles an hour, the engine starts <laughs> making this gnarly sound. But when they were looking at it, they literally the guy just went in the car and then came out, and that's how they assessed it. So they didn't even like you know drive yeah. it and. That's insane. I know. I was wondering how they, I mean, I know they get the labor for, you know, cheap or not free, but cheap. Right, yeah. right. But I was still, I was like, oh, they're not even going to drive it around like the parking lot. That's insane. But hey, good on you guys. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so we got six artists today. Let's start with anyone except for Blackpink and Dame Dollar. And just as a recap, we have. Well, we didn't say who we're doing this week. Oh, we didn't. No, we gave a, a oh. tease. Oh, my bad. Yeah, so let's let's count them down this week. On my list here, and this is not necessarily the order we'll go in, but here we go. We got Abba, Harry Styles, Dame Dalla, aka Damien Lillard, Doja Cat, Blackpink, and Gucci Mane. Scooch. <laughs> Very yeah. excited. So let, let's start with anyone but Blackpink or Dame Dalla, because I think those two are going to be the, or for me, those were the. I don't know. Ones that stood out a little bit? No, those are like the lamest to talk oh. about, I think. That's interesting because I, I remember seeing a text from you about a week ago. You were, you want me to save that? Let's save it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, save it. He's uh, he's a simp for Blackpink. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, first on my list is Abba, so why don't we just start with Abba? All right, let me just scroll down my notes here. All right, uh, so we did 
and for the sampling platter, we took the top seven songs on Apple Music. Next time we'll do Spotify. I do think with Apple Music, they they were like way different from some of the Spotify ones for some of these artists. I guess naturally, um, but it was weird too because like Apple Music's kind of platform, the way you look at the the artists. When you just pull up the artist's page, they have like top eight songs that you can view, and then you could open the tab and look at more. So the way we did this was basically we wanted to take the artist's top seven s- original tracks or tracks that are on their their name, their label. Um, so for example, like Gucci Mane, right? Like a bunch of his top songs, he's like featured in. So we didn't want to take any of those. We wanted to take s- original tracks by these artists. So when you look at the top eight in the preview. And then you look at the top eight after you open the list up, it's different. Oh, really? And I don't know why that is, but for some reason it's different. So after looking at, especially Blackpink, it stood out like there was differences that I couldn't just go like bang, 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 bang. Um, I, I'm forgetting who the other one. There was somebody else. It might have been Dame um, that I had a couple out of order too. But um, yeah, it, it didn't make a ton, ton of sense, and I think maybe opening the list for all six of these artists might have been a little bit more in line with what you had. Um, especially because I think a couple of these artists have new, like pretty fairly new music out right now. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. But this is what we're doing this week. Fuck it. And if you don't like it, come back next week. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, yeah, I will say I did have a lot of fun doing this sampling platter. Yeah, this is wild. We're never going to. Well, this will definitely be back. What I what I think is interesting and what I what I want to take away at the end of each each of these samples is would you be interested in listening to more? Yeah, so I've definitely got an opinion on pretty much all these on that. And I was thinking about that as I was going through and listening. And so that's the purpose of what we're doing today. So anyways, uh, unless you got anything else about the, pla- uh, the kind of setup we got going on here. Abba. Yeah, let's let's get into Abba. ABBA, formed in 1970 out of Switzerland, Sweden. Oh, shit. Sweden. Sweden. Uh, I'm not getting a city here. Stockholm. Stockholm, Sweden. Um, affectionately known as Sweden's The Beatles at one point. Maybe <laughs> I, maybe I a stretch there, but. Big, big pop kind of pop disco band out of the 70s. Um, I mean, hey, they've got bangers. Yeah, no doubt. They got bangers. Everybody's heard Mamma Mia. They've seen. Well, the girls have seen the movie, obviously. But uh, Mamma Mia is hitting. Gimme, gimme, gimme has been a huge song in clubs right now, which is kind of fucking insane. Even if you don't know it, you know, Dancing Queen. Dancing Queen's another one. And these are just fun dance tracks. Uh, We're going to cover all these, but like. Fuck it. I'd get caught listening to a couple of these. <laughs> yeah. these A couple of these are songs that I like, but I didn't like recognize them by name. And then when they came on, I was like, oh, yeah. Like, I've heard this before. Their, their singer kind of rocks, too. I, I'm forgetting her name, and it's tough to even pronounce. They all have kind of <laughs> strange names. I put some of their names in throughout this. They're all very, very Swedish. Yes. Very, very Swedish. Like, one of, one of the artists here, Annie Frid, that's one word. Annie Frid uh, Lingstad. <laughs> Annie Frid Lingstad. Yeah. Ag- Agnetha. Agnetha Falkskog. Falkskog. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's an eclectic group, but it is what it is. But the interesting point about that is that is how they get their name. So two of the artists, so Agnetha and Annie Frid, are the A and the A in ABBA. 
And then the other two Bs are Benny Anderson and Bjorn Olves. Um, and so after going through a couple different names, because originally the group was titled by all four of their names. Oh, really? Which is fucking horrible. <laughs> yeah, that would be terrible. A fucking horrible t- name for a band of any sort. Uh, but ABBA is kind of cool. It's it's one syllable or two syllables. Catchy, easy to get, no doubt. And so on the label, they, they kind of wanted to represent the synergy of all this. And so when you see their name in advertising and whatnot, the first B is uh, flipped over backwards. So it's facing to the left. Um so that you see the synergy right down the middle of the name, which is oh, kind of cool. cool. Uh, just a little tidbit on them there. So No, I didn't know that about the names. That is cool. Um, but other than that, yeah, I, I didn't see a ton of like crazy stories from ABBA here on the Wikipedia. If you got anything on uh, accolades, achievements, whatever. Um, no, I didn't really do that for this. I just kind of focused on the songs. But ne- next time around, I will. Cool. All righty then. Let's get into it. So our first track for ABBA, previously mentioned already here, is Dancing Queen. Absolute banger. Yeah, yeah, this is, it's a tough, it's a tough look for us, but I'm going to be caught listening to this. This song (laughs) fucking bangs. It's this like kind of like loud, poppy, kind of prominent piano and and popping drums, high tuned keyboard track, upbeat, dancey vibes throughout, and this like mid-high tempo. The singer here, her range, she really, really gets up into this high range through the chorus. Does a nice job in like a mid-range, kind of going up and down a little bit through the verses, and then kicking it into a 110 gear on the choruses. Uh, this is a really, really fun track to start this. Yeah, when I think of this song, I think Dancing at a Wedding. Oh, this is absolutely it. This is every, this is- every white wedding I've ever been to. <laughs> Or ever worked at, as I've worked at so many. But yeah, 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 that would be fun to do. Like, uh, I don't know what we do it for, but just do like, like Mount Rushmore of like wedding songs or something. <laughs> Certainly, this would be on the, uh, you know, the short list of twenty-five, fifty songs or whatever. Yeah, I, I would say for anybody born before, well, well, yeah, anybody born before maybe like nineteen two thousand. I don't know, like. Like, would, uh, do you know if you had this on your, at your wedding? Well, uh, not to get sidetracked, but we gave our DJ several songs to play by request for us, which he had us do, and he didn't play not one of them. Wait, so. what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, you he, probably told me this and I've forgotten, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, uh, so we found out like the type of music that we wanted and, you know, like, do you want him to play the hits, stick to certain genres? And, you know, we just said, you know, you know, stick to the hits, play, uh, you know, newer genres, whatever. And then there was a section like, what songs do you guys want to hear? And we each probably wrote down, I don't know, four or five songs. Nothing crazy. He didn't have to play all of them, but, you know, he didn't play not a single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, he was a char- he was a good DJ. He was a character, though. I think he definitely was like uh, probably to most DJs like, oh, you know, I'm the life of the party, like. I'm getting this wedding going. Yeah, uh, definitely towards the end of the night, there were some moments that I was like, I don't know about this choice right now, but, <laughs> you know, do what you got to do. Uh, but, yeah, the music at your wedding was fine. That's funny. He didn't play a damn single thing he didn't, you asked for. It's funny. Not but one. Oh, man. But, but anyways, it, yeah, you got anything on Dancing Queen? Yeah, so going back, uh, Agnetha said immediately when she heard it, she's like, I knew it was going to be massive. And the first time um, they played it for the rest of the group, and he burst into tears because of how good it was. <laughs> like, I, mean, yeah. I mean, talk about I, I've, I don't think I've ever read that before for any 
any band that we've covered where you hear someone hears something once and they just burst into tears that, because of how good it is. That's pretty extra, but hey, when you know, you know. Yeah, and then uh, like some of the lyrics. I mean, I think m- most people think that it's just a happy, upbeat song, and I tend to agree. And you know, it's just just a good song to dance to. Uh, there were some people online that were saying that it's not happy. It's it's a sad song. It's about the the dancing queen reminiscing on her times as the da- dancing queen and how they passed her by. But I get no sense of that from listening to this song. I, I think it's definitely just a happy, upbeat. Even if it is, it's positive reminiscence. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I don't know what it was. It was probably like 70-30 online when like terms of happy yeah, versus sad. Yeah. So I'm, I'm definitely in the happy camp. You're a real jerk if you don't like this song. If you can't bop along to this, yeah. Next. Yeah. Gimme, gimme, gimme. So as I mentioned, this song has been kind of transformed into a club hit lately. I mean, I guess it was a club hit back in the 70s, right? But um, it's this kind of disco track that has transformed. Like, they, they use this chorus, um, and they really, like, pop in the, like, the uns, uns, uns on top of it. And it fucking rocks in the club, too. But anyways, the original. It opens in this kind of, like, low section. It's weird, because, like... I was expecting the energy um, and it opens pretty soft and low pops in with like a quick, super high tuned keyboard after like third, 20, 30 seconds and doesn't let go for the rest of the song. Then it's super high energy. Uh, the singing for the whole track is kind of in like a, a mid high range, mid high uh, uh, level. Um, really high energy throughout on the instruments, high, le- high energy on the vocals. Super catchy chorus. Just the gimme, gimme, gimme. That's something everybody can get along to. Um, also, just like the cool, thick drum beat kind of throughout. Nothing crazy, but it just it's a, it's a great tone center. I love this song. Yeah, and like you kind of alluded to, the electronics on this kind of set the stage for like the post-disco era. Yeah. Dude, this keyboard rocks too. I love it. Yeah, no, it definitely rocks. And... You know what's funny? Dis- despite this song's like massive success, uh, is it Bjorn? Bjorn. Bjorn. Bjorn has publicly stated that it's a good song, but a lousy recording. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, I wish it was louder on the recording. Like if they remastered it and pumped the level a little bit. Yeah. I'd prefer that. But, you know, again, you're doing it in the 70s in BFE Switzerland. Kind of get what you get. Yeah, and the song itself is about, you know, uh, a girl that's essentially looking for a lover. It's, you know, give me, give me, give me a man after midnight. Right. Th- that's what they keep singing throughout the chorus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So definitely uh, another another banger. Fun hit. Next up, I don't know if it's next up, but this was next up on, in yeah. my order here. Take a chance on me. Yeah, that's what I got here too. Okay, okay. I mean, this this was one I didn't know it was ABBA, but when I heard it, I was like, oh, yeah. Heard this before. Yeah, definitely heard this with my grandparents in the car, and it's I still love this song. Yeah, I like this song, too. Now, it's a little bit different. It's still high energy, but it's not necessarily like the club kind of like dan- – you wouldn't hear this at a disco club, I don't think. This no. Is, this is definitely more just like hanging out uh, or like driving around. Still fun, still high energy, but not quite the like dance vibes. Um I got like bouncy kind of mid-tuned keyboard throughout here, mid-high tempo, uh, quick drums throughout. Again, the energy on the vocals starts high and never gets down real too low. There's little sections kind of throughout where like 
it, it contrasts a little bit, and that's kind of just how songs are for the most part. Um, but for good 85, 90% of this song, she's in a real high energy, right, high range uh, section. Um, another chorus that I think is fairly catchy. Um, and I like the, like the vocal layering with the background, uh, vocals, like, yeah, where horses. they, where they sing a line yep. and then, yep. Yeah. Yep. The echoing. It's that sick. definitely stands out to me as well. Yep. This is a really cool track. And I like just like the humming at the beginning of the song where it's like, take a chance, take a chance, take a chance. Like it's always going like take yeah. a chance, take a chance, take a chance. You don't yeah. hear that too often in what I would call like a poppier style. There's a Harry Styles song we're co- we'll cover today that does it. Kind of. Okay. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah. So definitely uh, three for three here out of yeah, the songs that we're covering. No doubt, no doubt. Next one is Lay All Your Love On Me. Yeah. This one lost me a little bit. Not a huge fan. Uh, high-tuned keyboard, quick drums, kind of mid-high-level vo- vocals. Um, I just think the vocals maybe left something on the table here. Just like We've seen the range changes we can do, uh, and there's not a whole lot of that going on here. Just kind of stuck in a mid-high range throughout. Um, what I do like, again, is they're layering the vocals again through the choruses. So instead of like the echoing, this is more of the like on top of the lead singer layering the verses, which is cool. Yeah. The um, chorus is catchy as hell. Yeah. This chorus is catchy. There's still just something missing for me here. It's I, right, not my favorite. Yeah. I mean, I think like the lyrical content of this song is more about, you know, some of the lyrics. I wasn't jealous before we met. Now every woman I see is a potential threat. I mean, for you and me, it's just not as, not as relatable. It's not for so. us, which is fine. It's not for us. And we, we'll get that throughout. And that's part of what we're doing. Today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's totally okay. Mama Mia after that. Another one you've probably heard. Uh, this is this is a cool track. Fun, kind of poppy, bumpy piano, upbeat drums throughout. Bits of like violin kicked in here and there, like towards choruses that are cool. Uh, nice, again, back to the full up and down through the range. Higher level throughout for most of it. This has got the dance vibe to it. This is another song you could pop on in a wedding and get the people going a little bit. Oh, yeah. Catchy as hell chorus. Another really cool track. So, fun fact on this one, I guess ABBA's manager, Stig Anderson, would often come up with titles that the musicians would write the lyrics around, and this is one of them. Mamma mia. Yeah, right. Uh, it's obviously a phrase in Italian, and the translation literally means my mother. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's just like, mamma mia. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is, yeah, like you said, it's another classic catchy song and even though it's very like upbeat and it sounds like positive some of the lyrics are actually about dealing more with heartbreak in a relationship gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. yeah and some of the lyrics i've been angry and sad about things that you do i can't count all the times that i told you were through and when you go when you slam the door i think you know that you won't be away too long so and this song has been the let's call it um inspiration for two movies yeah, there was a stage musical that toured worldwide uh, starting in 1999 uh, titled Mamma Mia, uh, which featured a bunch of ABBA's music. And then uh, that went to I think that went to theaters. That might have been a movie. Um, and then a movie in 2008 uh, was Mamma Mia. Yeah. So, yeah, there was Mamma Mia in 2008. And then Mamma Mia, here we go again in 2018. Uh Ne- haven't seen a fucking second of either of them or no the same production. but i remember i remember seeing the ads for probably the 2008 one yeah yeah for sure so cool track here 
follows that up with Chiquitita. 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 Trans Spanish translation for uh little girl. Yeah. Upbeat piano and kind of mid tempo vocals through here, soft drums, um, good movement through her range, kind of mid to mid high level. Um, but this is a, a slower track. This is more of like a sweet ballad kind of track. Um, and so the level, like, it's it it's it it is mid to mid high, but there's not so much of that layering going on. It's very much her on her on her own singing kind of sweetly throughout, which is nice for this track. For what it is, it's cool. Um, as ballads go, it's good, not great for me. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. Not necessarily my cup of tea, but I can appreciate in the song, the singers, you know, singing a little girl like, hey, look on the bright side of things. It's going to be all right. You know, you can cry on my shoulder if you need to. And like you said, it's it's a good ballad. It's just, again, uh, I guess not for not for us, but yeah. still, still a good song nonetheless. Agreed. And then we close out ABBA with The Winner Takes All. And this is another ballad. Which is weird. So we, we had five, uh, essentially five dance tracks to start. Mm, two and ballads. Two ballads to close, which is interesting. Um, so this one's more prominent piano and kind of strummy acoustic uh, guitar throughout. Um, no drums until the second verse. So after they hit that first chorus, the drums kind of kick in in a mid-range uh, or like a mid-level, uh, better to say. Her vocals here, again, are good. do a good, good job getting up and down through the range and the level. Um and this has a little bit more energy than the last track, I'll say. Um, and, you know, it's not wildly high energy, but it, it does a good job of kind of being in the low end at the start and then through the choruses, picking up a little bit. I like this one a little bit better than Chiquitita, but still kind of same thing. I, I like this one better, too. There, there's a wild story about this song. So it's it's actually uh, it reminds me a lot of Fleetwood Mac. Run it. Yeah. So Bjorn wrote this after separating from his wife and fellow band member, Agnatha, and uh she was the one that ended up singing it. So she he wrote it about the divorce, and then she had to sing it. Like, could you imagine just just the dynamic there? That hurts. Yeah, and uh, when asked about it, he said that, you know, most of the song is, is fiction, so he didn't feel bad about having his ex-wife sing it, but at the heart of it, that's the inspiration for the song was the divorce. Yeah, yeah, so, I gotcha. I mean, that's just... I, I couldn't imagine writing a song for my ex-wife to sing and like and then you know go on tour and, and sing turn. that song. Yeah, I wrote it. You run it. It's yeah, crazy. So yeah, I mean, so that's seven tracks from ABBA. Yeah, so seven tracks from ABBA. There's. Would I be interested in hearing more? Maybe some of the dancey hits, like some of the more disco side of it. The ballads, probably not. Yeah, that's kind of what I, how I feel about it too. I would feel real strange listening to more ballads uh but i like i would give it another seven yeah i think that's a good litmus test i would give it another seven i would i want to go through all like i i think they had like 10 15 albums no yeah absolutely yeah, not that's kind of how i feel about it i feel like it's a, like the deep cuts from abba are probably a lot more ballads and like slower stuff um would be my guess so yeah it'd be a tough like full listen but another seven i'd give it a go for sure or even if they had like a greatest hits album with like 20 tracks oh, I they do, do have a, they do have a greatest hits album okay um so yeah that's definitely something we could listen to um but yeah i'll give ava like six out of ten well no five out of ten because i'm not a pop like i'm not a huge pop guy either so yeah i probably five and a half six right there with you yeah as pop stars go it's fine but yeah uh who do you want to do next all right, so who did you want? You wanted to leave Blackpink and Dame for the end? No, we can do them whenever. Well, that's all right. Um, 
next on my list is Harry Styles. You want to go there? Yes. Let me scroll back up. All right, got it. Harry Styles, One Direction star. Yes. How, do, how the fuck did we end up with a boy band member on this list today? I saved texting you this in the last couple of days. Harry Styles is fire. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> it's it's funny because like I listen to a bunch of these podcasts and I, occasionally I'll hear somebody be like, yeah, you know, like Harry Styles, it, it ain't what you think it is. Like this shit kind of bangs. Yeah, so let me give a I I might have told you this, but let me give a little background for I was very unfamiliar with Harry Styles, like some of his pop hits. I I, I might have known that I knew Watermelon Sugar High or Watermelon Sugar yeah, was I've his. Yeah, I've heard that before. I knew Golden was his, but outside of that I didn't really know like his hits. And I have this one girl that I follow on Instagram that I went to high school junior high with and she did the thing where she went to see every concert that he did for like 4 months. And had like a like the matching outfit or whatever like for what he was wearing every single night. That's sick shit. And she would post it like every night. So like, my impression of Harry Styles was tainted. I was like, I was like, how do you how do you how do you afford this? This like, how could you be going on tour? You're not even working like, and then let alone paying for the concert tickets and everything. Yeah, between the wardrobe changes, the, the travel, travel and the tickets, that's tens of thousands of dollars down the drain. Oh, and my other um, Harry Styles tidbit my cousins who are just going to michigan state this freshman this year they're nice. big harry styles fans and i bought on amazon for like eight dollars a harry styles coloring book hysterical like the images that they had in the coloring book i wish i had taken pictures of it but there's one where it's like him wearing like something really flamboyant and he's like eating a banana and i was like come on who threw this in here so let's just talk about that right now his dress style is wildly flamboyant Oh, yeah. Harry Styles has been in the news uh, a few times for wearing women's clothes, which I'm not going to really get into that. But even the women's (laughs) clothes he does wear, he looks like a dickhead in those. (laughs) The men's clothes and the women's clothes he wears, he looks like a dickhead like 80 percent of the time. Just wildly flamboyant shit. Yeah, I don't know what it is about like pop stars, rock stars. Like once you reach a certain pinnacle, where I feel like so many of them, they just decide they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna just, you know." Yeah, yeah, we're gonna get real, real flamboyant with it. Well, not even flamboyant, just eccentric, like just yeah. over the top. Yeah, and I, I don't know, man. There, there's something about like when I see Eddie Van Halen in skin tight leather pants versus seeing Harry Styles in like I, I don't know, like a like a sundress, like. There's just two different things to me. Um, but, yeah, he dresses like a dickhead most of the times. I mean, even even Greta Van Fleet, like we talked about them a week or two ago, they they, they kind of dress not as far as eccentric or over the top as Harry Styles, but they're still over the top. Yeah, but it kind of fits their vibe too, right? They're supposed to be like flower children. And so as flower children go, like they're just in like stylish flower children clothes. You know what I'm saying? Like. There, there's no real rhyme or reason to what this guy's wearing. Or, like, like if you want to look at hair metal bands. Like, hair metal bands, yes, they dress different. But they, they all had, like, a stereotype to them. Uh, skin-tight pants, uh, shirts that may or may not be, like, on or off or torn in different places, um, and wild hair. Harry Styles just wears whatever the fuck he feels like wearing, and it doesn't make any sense. And I, I just, wow. But do you think there's something to be said for, like the people that are that successful they're already so creative and in terms of like their songwriting and and musical genius or whatever you want to call it where it's like i don't know it's just it sometimes it kind of just like blends into that 
Yeah, and I or guess it's like a creative like pour over almost. That's basically his thing. Uh, I read a little tidbit about it because they were there was a lot of people that were asking him when he was uh, prominently do- wearing like dresses and stuff. Um, people asking if he was like bisexual or gay or whatever. And he's like, you know, I really don't think about sexuality like that. It's uh, yeah, I, I, just kinda, I just kind of wear whatever's fun, whatever I feel like wearing, which is actually a badass fucking way to answer that question. 100 percent. Regardless of his sexuality to just be like, you know what? I like wearing this. This is what I'm going to wear on stage or wherever the fuck I'm going. That's a badass way to answer that question. And I read a couple other quotes from along the same lines of questioning where like each time he answered it like politely. Like he he wasn't like a jerk about it. Yeah. Like each time he was just like, oh yeah, like I just kind of wear what I want to wear, and uh, you know that's just kind of how I how I go about my life. Right. Exactly. Like so. very very polite, like charismatic. So yeah, and he's he's never really like, as far as I can tell, he's never been in like any massive controversies for actually being a dickhead. No, and on top of all that, I think for boy band members gone solo, he might be the most successful, maybe compared to JT. Yeah, that's interesting, actually. Uh, and he, well, let's put it this way: he's three, no, four albums in, and he's wildly, wildly successful. If he tacks on a couple more albums, like, I mean, Justin Timberlake kind of stopped making music, or at least. Yeah, that's kind of a crazy point. What's he got? Four albums now. Yeah, I think he's got four albums. Uh, and you're right. He, I mean, he's no Taylor Swift. Nobody is, but. God damn, man. He's people, close. I mean, people show out for these fucking shows. He's close. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, you got a good point, man. But uh, anyways, you want to just get into it now? Yeah. No, that was a, I, I think that was a good preamble. But yeah, first song, Watermelon Sugar. Pop hit of the summer. This is very much like summer radio pop tune right here. It's on my summer summer party playlist for sure. Strummy acoustic and soft drums. Uh, kicks in with the bass after the first chorus. Um, good, like mid high to high level energy and kind of mid high range vocals throughout just a super fun poppy track. Easy listening. Yeah. So I copied this quote from somewhere, but after a lengthy speculation, Harry Styles has confirmed his song watermelon sugar is about more than just fruit. It's about the female orgasm. So really, (laughs) really, I don't know how many people that surprised, but it was, it's worth mentioning. I don't know if I could go without watermelon sugar. Was that really what we were thinking this was about, boys and girls? <laughs> Come on. Tastes like strawberries on a summer evening, and it sounds just like a song. I want more berries and that summer feeling. It's so wonderful and warm. Actually, I do want to bring up one more thing about his past. Uh, let me scroll down a little bit here. He dated Taylor Swift in 2012. He was either 17 or 18 years old, and Taylor was, uh, she had to have been early 20s at the time. Oh, so she didn't John Marum. It was didn't, more respectable. Didn't John Marum, but still da- dabbling, dabbling. Yeah. I don't know. Just a thought. Anyways, let's go back to it. So one of his exes, one of her favorite books was titled In Watermelon Sugar. So I think that's where he got the inspiration slash title from. Ah, that's cool. I like it. But it is like, it's, it's a fun, like, it, it's very radio-friendly way of putting that. Yeah. It's cool. I like it. Yeah. Next up is As It Was, which is, which is another so, great song. Yeah, I think this is a really good one, too. Kind of mid-level drums and clean, high-tuned keyboard throughout uh lower level vocals or vocals kind of into the chorus but then 
up into a good mid-level, um, but still sweet with it on the mic here. Um, lower range throughout for the most part, even though the level change is going up and down a little bit. Um, you know what this reminded me of as I was listening to it was the Strokes. Okay. Uh, think like, um, God, what the fuck's name? I'm forgetting the Strokes songs now, but uh, it just gave me Strokes vibes. It's that like uh, churning or not churning, but like kind of bumpy, quiet guitar throughout that just gave me that vibe. When he sings the as it was, I don't know how else to describe it other than it's just like very like sweet and pleasing. Yeah, av- incredibly like this whole listen to me, like his voice is very, very good. Dude. Oh, yeah. Top notch. It, it's very much like just easy listening every song. Absolutely. In this song, uh, in terms of what it's about, there's a couple different interpretations. I think the the probably most likely one is just dealing with his fame, like thinking about how it was before and how it is now. There's a there's a line in the song where he's, you know, he's kind of like having a a phone conversation with someone else. And they they ask him, like, what kind of pills are you on? Um there's other speculation that it's about Olivia Wilde, which is, you know, one of his ex-girlfriends. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And that kind of makes sense. They mentioned in the in the Wikipedia that he's although he's a very public figure, he's a very he's very much more inclined to be kind of reserved and indoors, whatnot. So that would make sense. A little reflection on the fame and kind of what that's done for his life and whatnot. Yeah, this is another one. I, I mean, I definitely save this one. Absolutely. Follow that up with Adore You. Um, more of a f- kind of fun, upbeat vibe here. Quick drums and bits of disco guitar kicked in throughout. Good bump and vibe. Uh, higher level vocals and getting through his range nicely again here. Uh, this chorus fucking rocks again, dude. Super catchy. Um, and then this is one where he's got more of that ooh-eyeing in the background in the chorus, and I think that adds a ton through the chorus. <laughs> it literally such is. such a good ad. It literally is like an ooh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really, really nice track here. Yeah, so in an interview, he said the song is about the initial infatuation stage, just heavy feeling of bliss at the start of you know a relationship. And some of the lyrics, oh, honey, I'd walk through fire for you. Just let me adore you like it's the only thing I'll ever do. Just a just a nice, sweet song. And his voice is perfect for the lyrics of the song. Yeah, it's great here. It's a good, good match. Next, Sign of the Times. Um, so this is more of a ballad here. Kind of slower, simple drums, simple piano. Um, guitar kind of kicks in through the chorus is here. Um, does a really, really nice job getting up and down through his level and his range on this song. Another song, like, different, but really like it. Yeah. The, you know, when I first listened to this one, I definitely, I was like, oh, this is kind of, this just seems, like, out of character for the very little that I know about Harry Styles. Right, right. The song, uh, he drew inspiration from a, a dream he had of a mother, or maybe it wasn't a dream, but a mother that died after childbirth, Um, which is kind of odd. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of that Brent Smith, Crow and the Butterfly. Yep, yep. Very similar there. But, yeah, he said, Sign of the Times came from, this isn't the first time we've been in a hard time, and it's not going to be the last time. The song is written from a point of view as if a mother was giving birth to a child and there's a complication. The mother's told, the child is fine, but you're not going to make it. The mother has five minutes to tell the child, go forth and conquer. And that's kind of, you know, some of the lines in there, they, I think they, he references five minutes and, you know, the chorus is just stop your crying. It's a sign of the times. We got to get away from here. Just stop your crying. It'll be all right. They told me that the end is near. 
Would I be correct in assuming you're not in love with the meaning of this song? Uh, I like it, actually. So it was funny. I was listening back to last week's episode, and you just kept harping on the point, and I I probably, uh, like, goaded it out of you. Just kept harping on the point (laughs) about songs that were made up out of fictional stories. Well, okay, so this is, again, I think this is different from what, like, the fray was doing where, like... It's not quite a rainy Zurich. It's not so obvious, right? Yeah. Like, I wouldn't have known that if I didn't go look it up. Whereas yeah. if I'm listening to The Fighter by The Fray, it's like, very clearly it's about someone boxing. It's just... Yeah, they're no boxers. Whereas this, even just listening to the song and not knowing what it's, what it's about, it's still a catchy song, and it, it intrigued me. Like, gotcha. oh, I want to know more about this song. Gotcha, gotcha. So I think it's just the way that the artist goes about doing it. Okay. I think that's a good that's a good wrap on on your point from last week because, like I mentioned, I feel like there's a lot of artists who make songs up out of thin air for you know whatever emotion they're trying to hit. But that's a good way of kind of rounding that out and being like, listen, it's not just that. It's right. It's a little bit more about like the, what the song is itself with the lyrics and just the overall quality, right? Because right. like, yeah. Like if if the song sucks, like some of the songs that the on that Frey album, like I was just I'm not gonna listen to this again. Whereas like yeah, I like the music aspect of this song or the crow and the butterfly. Sure, I mean yeah, yeah. I got you 100 percent there. Alrighty, uh, next up, falling, uh, another ballad here, piano ballad, S- piano ballad, soft and slow throughout, high vocal level though, uh, kind of in a mid to mid high range. Um, really accentuating some of the lyrics through the chorus here. Really, like, hitting on syllables on the ends of words. Like, cool work there. Um, not as good a sign of the times, in my opinion, but still a good track. Yeah, he wrote this song in 20 minutes, which is impressive, to say the least. It's some of the lyrics from the chorus. What am I now? What if I'm someone I don't want around? I'm falling again. I'm falling again. I'm falling. What if I'm down? What if I'm out? What if I'm someone you won't talk about? I'm falling again. I'm falling again. I'm falling. And he said it's about getting right before a place that you recognize as a low for you. So I think, I mean, writing this song in 20 minutes, it's I don't like it as much as the last song, you know ballad, but I, I still really like this song. That was me this weekend. We didn't talk about it at all, but I spent a weekend in Putin Bay with seven dudes in one <laughs> hotel room. And walking into that hotel room was my moment right before I knew it was at my bottom. <laughs> Holy shit, it was bad. Anyways. No, I, I bet. Yeah, and I, this song to me sounds like it could be about a relationship as well. Just with some of those lyrics. Nice. Next up is Golden, which is another just certified pop banger. Banger. High energy pop track here. High tuned. It's good, clean electric guitar and mid drums throughout here. Um, this is the one that I was talking about where, like ABBA, the the background vocals are basically the beat. Um, oh, okay. It's like those do 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 do. Like I'm not singing it perfectly, but they they play through the entire song and it's pretty much part of the beat. Uh, Harry's in kind of this mid high level throughout. Doesn't really change his range. Just stuck in a mid range for the most of the song. I'm gonna say good, not great, but I mean, as, as pop hits go, for the ones we've already covered, like still really good. Yeah, this is another one where if it comes on, I'd listen to it. It Certainly, if you listen to the radio, this was probably overplayed at some point. But still a good song about just kind of moving on from heartbreak. Um, 
I'm going to see if I have anything else. I, I had another note, but I'll save it for the end. Okay. Then the last song we'll cover on Harry Styles is Late Night Talking. Um, <laughs> this kind of rocks, man. I love the beat on this song. It's kind of this like mid-high tune, bouncy old school keyboard. I don't know quite how else, how else to put that. Uh, mid-level, mid-tempo drums, uh, higher, mid-high range kind of th- throughout on the mic. Um, just a fun track, and I like it a lot. Yeah, so he wrote this with his writing buddy, Kid Harpoon, who on this song played all the instruments. So synthesizer, bass guitar, drum machine, drums, electric guitar, and tambourine. It's the uh, ensemble of instruments that go into the song. Yeah, and you can hear it. The The band is full throughout on this track. Yeah, and this one uh, I, I think is also about Olivia Wilde or, or an ex-girlfriend in general. Sure, sure. It's got some of the lyrics. We've been doing all this late night talking about anything you want until the morning. Now you're in my life. I can't get you out, off my mind. Yeah, man. These uh, these seven tracks kind of rock. Yeah, and in terms of like like what I want to listen to more, absolutely. Yeah, so this is one I would give the full four albums a listen. Same. And so I was a little hesitant about even bringing this to the table today. But I think it gives us an opportunity to, like, get our feet wet a little bit. And then we can go back and do it at any time we want. If we want to do a full Harry Styles episode, that's not, like, out of the question. Yeah, I agree. You know, so it's just it. that's what's cool about doing this. Part of what's cool about doing this. It is. I would have <laughs> would have ever guessed. I would have never. Yeah, I would have never guessed that I would have enjoyed it. Listening to Harry Styles would have never gone there if I had if I hadn't, you know, and I actually yesterday or maybe the day before I listened to probably three fourths of his most recent album because I had just gotten through listening to whatever song was off that album and I just let it like play through on shuffle. Didn't he just release something pretty new? Uh, 2022. Oh, okay. I'm thinking of somebody else. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, the the uh, only other point that I noted down here and we kind of already talked about it, but. How much of like Harry Styles as like a like a mogul or like a pop icon? How much do you think is attributed to like his lyrics and his voice versus like the over the top like flamboyance? Like, because I think in some cases it that does has a lot more to do with it. But in his case, I think I feel like it doesn't. I feel like it's like maybe like ten percent, maybe twenty. Yeah, and it's it's funny because like his target audience is a very young crowd. And the people who make a big stink about that are generally older people. <laughs> yeah. So it's not like he's losing much by doing that. Um, but I will say also, like, coming out of One Direction is a great jump. It's like that's, a, that's starting on third base, you know? Right. So One Direction was huge. Um, funny enough, though, I don't know if any of the other band members really, like, popped I d- off I think, like that. I think Zane ha- had yeah, so some Zane Malik, uh, hits. Like, Louis Tomlinson might have a couple hits. Um, who am I missing here? Niall Horan, uh, Liam Payne. Yeah. Wouldn't know anyways, but like none of them have quite, none of them have even come close to the level of, of fame and stardom as he, as him. No, absolutely not. All right. Uh, did you have anything else? No. You want to jump over to Gucci Mane? Scoochie. Burr. All righty. Gucci Mane. Stage name, Gucci Mane. Real name, terrible. Poor This poor motherfucker. What's his real name? Radrick Delantic Davis. That's a tongue twister. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Gucci Mane's a good call here. Um, 
at one point in his career, he went by something else. I'm forgetting how I'll, I'll pull it up and find it, but um, it might have been like Mr. Scooch or something like stupid like that. <laughs> but yeah, Gucci Mane, man, one of the uh, we'll say one of the influential figures in trap music, kind of trap rap. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, if you want to pull that up, the first song here is I Get the Bag, which also has Takeoff and Quavo from Migos. Yeah, and so that's a that's a it makes sense that that's in there. So like Migos pretty much modeled their career off guys like Gucci Mane. Uh, I think Migos are from Atlanta. Gucci Mane isn't from Atlanta, but spent a lot of time living in Atlanta. Um, So that makes sense. Plus, I think Migos might have been on his record label, too, for a minute. Yeah, I'm not sure, but what I am sure of is this song is absolute gasoline. Gas, baby. Uh, so this is like good trap drum beat with high-tuned keyboard notes kind of sprinkled in, mid-high energy, but like the the beat isn't a mid-high energy. I would say the all the rappers on this track are giving it not quite – it's not quite DMX, but like giving it their all, you know? Yeah, I really liked Quavo's verse in the chorus. I like Gucci's a lot. Takeoff's was all right. I mean, of the three, he's – definitely like the least talent in my opinion but yeah uh part of quavo's chorus that i really like you get the bag and fumble it i get the bag and flip it and tumble it straight out the lot 300 cash and the car come with a blunt in it sick line <laughs> yeah and i'll i'll like the the migos in the background just popping in like, the ad libs the ad libs in the back that'll never get old oh man. yeah always fire that shit rocks um but yeah no this song kicks ass man i love it yeah, and then, yeah, it's part of Gucci's verse that I really liked. These chains on my neck cost a mill a piece. I don't even like to freestyle for free. I put in the key and I ride the beat. I won't even come out the house for free. I pay a person to drive for me. Jay-Z couldn't even co-sign for me. I do what I want because I'm signed to me because he's got his own label. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is just, just sick flexing. Right, right. Why can't I find his name as an underground rapper? I'll find it. He also had... Need the rehab. I'm addicted to cash. Convertible WAP. Convertible top. My dope got a vertical. Look at a hop. Skirt, skirt, skirt. And it jump out the pot. Bangers. Come out of jail and went straight to the top. Take it easy, baby. Middle of summer. I'm freezing, baby. Burr. Burr. Aha. Aha. Congratulations. She brained me so good that I graduated. Just a, he's got a fire verse. Yeah. So many good lines in this track. All right. After that, both featuring Drake. Another Drake uh, feature, man. This fucking guy. What do you th- like? What do you think Drake's net worth is? Oh, dude. It's got to be close to a billion. Close to a billion, man. It's got to be upwards of 500 million, maybe even 750 million. Is Drake a bigger star than Harry Styles? He's got to be, right? Yeah, just from a longevity standpoint. Yeah. He's been huge since mid 2000s. Yeah. Early 2000s, maybe. I don't even know. Yeah. Well, plus, well, I wouldn't say he was a star when he was on Degrassi by any stretch. But, but I think I think he's more of like a like an A-lister. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So both featuring Drake, kind of buzzy, low-tuned synth throughout. Um, you got this woman in the back at the very beginning. It sounds like she's speaking on like a PA speaker maybe. Um, and I don't, I don't even remember what she says, but it's just kind of a cool like drop at the very beginning. Um, kicks in with like kick drums and rapid trap drums uh mid-tempo flow on both uh verses here uh beats kind of in a mid-tempo as well drake doesn't bring a ton of energy but i still think his verse is kind of fire the chorus is catchy as hell and drake does the the chorus as well and he's kind of more singing on the chorus which is cool it 
Uh, Gucci's verse kind of kicks ass. Yeah, Drake. I mean, Drake on the chorus. It's like, it's like Drake 101. Yes, it's like, yes. I'm just gonna bring the heat, whatever which way I bring it. Maybe I'll be, you know, like he's more laid back on this one, but like. What he's saying is so catchy, and like you can just sing along to it. It feels like he's just like sitting in a chair with a uh, a glass in his one hand, <laughs> in, a, in a in a joint in the yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, just fucking rips it off. Yeah, but I know I'm with you. Gucci's verse, the way he opens a track, where he goes, "I got so many felonies, I might can't never go to Canada." But Drake said he gonna pull some strings, so let me check my calendar. Fire. Yeah, I don't know, dude. That like that. I'm not a huge fan of when like, and I'll I'll mention it later uh, with Dame, but. It's a little bit of like a choppy flow, like hitting those syllables so hard. But Gucci does it right, man. He <laughs> yeah, kills yeah, yeah. that choppy flow. That's just who he is. A hundred percent. Yeah, this song is. I mean, this was one that I was very well well versed in. I already listened to it. Yeah, fifty same. times or whatever. Same. It's already so. on the playlist. Follow that up with "Wake Up in the Sky." More of a pop hit, honestly. This is kind of like a pop hip hop hit. Which yeah, is weird. I mean, Bruno Mars is doing the chorus. Yeah, so featuring Bruno Mars and Kodak Black here. Kodak sucks. <laughs> Kodak Black is trash. I'm so tired of Kodak Black, man. Absolute trash. But anyways, uh, this one's kind of got this like slow, ethereal synth um, throughout with this mid-tempo drums. Bruno Mars on the chorus here. I think his chorus is fantastic here. It doesn't really, like, if I didn't know it was Bruno Mars, I probably wouldn't have picked out Bruno Mars for this. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah I don't know. It just sound, sounds a little bit different. Um, but I still think it's pretty cool. Gucci and his mid-slow tempo. I didn't love his verse here. I think it's still fine. Um, it just didn't hit the same. Kodak, kind of same thing. Uh, a little bit higher energy, but that's just who Kodak Black is. Uh, I don't know. This song's all right. Yeah, this is not as good as the last two, for sure. I, I had saved a couple lines here, but they're not as good as the last yeah, one, so I, I won't more, say them. This is just more radio kind of uh fodder let's say which is funny because i think this one had like 800 million streams yeah i just i don't know man it's it's not gucci main for me this is something else it is what it is it's decent uh, but yeah nothing uh spectacular i guess we're getting right back into the gucci main uh bread and butter the other here though with met gala featuring offset yes banger baby offset or sorry kind of this mid-tempo trap drums with spaced out like church bells in the beat um offset's got this like quick verse with clever wordplay um gucci's is more kind of mid tempo and more in his lower range um and then they add a little bit of like keyboard through gucci's verse um offset on the chorus is kind of not awesome but somebody's got to do it <laughs> yeah he's like he's just discount quavo 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 on the chorus was good yeah i agree yeah yeah but yeah, no, I like the line from Gucci. I could care less about the bloggers, boy. 80K stuffed in my joggers, bruh. Bruh? <laughs> yeah, no. Cool track. Yeah, that, one, that one's all right. I think the next one, this for me is as good as, um, shoot, as good as both or I get the bag. Yeah, I like this song a lot, too. This is Rumors featuring Lil Durk. Uh, so this is more of like an upbeat vibe, kind of high-tuned two-bit synth notes with Quick trap, trap drums throughout. Quick flow from Dirk on his verse. Um, the wordplay, it's not the most creative things I've ever heard, but it's a little Dirk. Didn't expect a whole lot out of little Dirk. I, I like his verse. Yeah. I think he killed it. Um, then he hits the chorus in like this lower level, which was actually cool. Um, 
Gucci and a kind of a mid-high tempo flow throughout and more creative wordplay, which is to be expected from Gucci Mane. Uh, this is a sick, sick track. Yeah, so they're both rapping about some of the charges that were brought and dropped or, you know, they served for or whatever against them. Yeah, both been in and out of jail. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I thought Little Dirk did a really good job on his verse. He's just kind of like, at one point, he's just kind of like yelling into the microphone. Yeah, so that's Little Dirk. That's what I expected <laughs> from Little Dirk. But uh, I don't know. I like Gucci's verse better here, but regardless, the song kicks ass. Yeah, part of Gucci's verse. Watch the shit you say. The feds be listening to the music, and they're going to take your lyrics and build a case and try and use it. DA dropped my murder, didn't have evidence to prove it. I think my house is haunted. Yeah, by who? The ghost of Pookie, who is the guy he shot. Scooch! <laughs> Which is funny that he's like, you know, he served his time, and yeah. now he's like, yeah, I can Fuck rap about guy. this. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> no, I definitely that one is one that I've saved and have been listening to quite yeah, a bit. It's fire. Next up, Curve featuring the weekend. And I don't necessarily take the weekend to be a, a rapper either, but I actually think he does a really nice job on this track. Simple keyboard with kind of mid high tune buzzy synth um throughout. Quick trap drums. Um this beat kind of rocks, man. Yeah, you know what's funny? I'd I'd take Dirk on Rumors over the weekend on this track, but they're both good. Yeah, no, I, I guess I didn't expect it from the weekend. So the week the weekend kind of hits this like sweet mid slow tempo flow um, on his verse. It's a, a singing mixed in with rapping, but it's cool. And obviously he's got that sweet sweet voice. Yeah, um, nice like that's why I had, like, nice vocal sound there. And then Gucci gets the second verse in this like mid tempo flow with mid energy. I didn't think this was his most creative track, but I think his his verse still sounds fun. He um, ma- he made me laugh when he said, "Say I a star was born last night. Way you showed out on the dick, girl. You performed last night. That's why you deserve that first class flight." Gucci killing. Bye bye, because I just quenched your thirst last night. Gospel. I'm in Dubai. Somebody tell the prince that the king has kingpin has arrived. If I lived over here, I'd probably have 100 wives. <laughs> Shakespeare right there, bro. It, I mean, it's catchy, and it made me laugh. <laughs> what else can you ask for? Uh, uh, good track there. But, yeah, and the, the song is just about curving women. <laughs> Play us. Um, and then we'll finish out Gucci Mane with Lemonade, and this is just Gucci. I think this is the only track that's just Gucci on this. Yeah, and we'll talk about it after this. Sure. Uh, this track just kind of opens with Gucci, like, fucking around in the studio. It doesn't really mean a whole lot. He's just hanging out. Uh, then it kicks in with like high tuned up up tempo keyboard and this like low heavy drums with occasional claps in there. Mid tempo flow, clever wordplay. Um, the chorus is a little strange. I didn't know quite how to put this, but it sounds like there's like children like singing through the chorus, like uh, like little girls like singing in the chorus. This is still a fun track. Yeah, it's definitely different. They so lemonade is uh, slang for you know jewelry particularly diamonds, high-quality jewelry. And throughout the song, they keep he keeps mentioning yellow or lemonade, like it just different things. He's essentially just yeah. he's essentially just flexing that's the whole what, song. So that's what he opens up with. He's like, he opens up just calling things yellow. Yeah. Yellow ice, yellow this, yellow that. Like, nonsense. Gucci bang up 80,000, that's a yellow safe. Yellow homes, mellow homes, you know you a scary cat. No sleep for two days, so my pupils looking yellow. Yeah. But yeah, uh, cool way to close this out. I 
So Gucci's got a very extensive catalog as well. Yeah, 13 studio albums. Yeah, and that's a ton of mixtapes, too. Um, I would give Gucci probably another seven. Yeah, and I, so this I wanted to bring this up. I feel like he's one of those artists where his best stuff is when he's with other people. Yeah, and I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily. Um, but I think that's also the truth. Like, Well, I, I think it's one of those things where it's like, if it's just him on the song, it's like maybe it's some of it gets a little bit old or it's just it's nice to have a good mix where someone can do the hook a little bit differently or provide a different flair. Yeah, I guess that's the thing, right? It's like he doesn't have like a great range or great like change in energy on most tracks. Um, you're just getting the same scooch every time. Yeah. You know, so I can see how after a while that would get a little bit old. So another seven for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I don't think we did it for Harry Styles, but I'll. Gucci Mane, one to ten. I'll give him maybe a six point five. <laughs> yeah, that's. I'd probably be six, six. Yeah, six. Harry Styles, I don't know. Seven, seven, and seven a and a half. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I'll give him a letter grade. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not falling for that. <laughs> uh, you want to do Doja Cat next? Doja Cat. Let's get into it. Yeah, so Queen of TikTok. Is she? Uh she's right up there, man. I would say like just when I when I scroll around on TikTok, I probably a good five percent of the TikToks I see are with her songs in it. I mean that's five percent's a lot. That's pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, Doja Cat kind of grew up back and forth between New York and uh LA. Um in a weird upbringing, like she grew up with like Buddhists or something hmm. um, back and forth between like grandparents. And I don't think her dad was really in the picture, but like just kind of a strange upbringing um, gets in the music in like the early 2010s. Doesn't find a ton of success. Um, and then all of a sudden in like the mid 2010s just pops off out of nowhere, man. But yeah, like. I, I, I joked with you a long time ago. Her first, like, kind of big hit is not, not a song we're going to cover today, but Moo, which is a song of about her fantasizing about being a cow. Yeah, probably the strangest artist of the six that we're covering today. Yeah, so we talked about Harry Styles being eclectic. Uh, she makes Harry Styles look like the Pope. <laughs> it's incredible, dude. Like, some of the things I've seen her wear and the style she has are just way out there. Yeah. I kind of I kind of got that from even the small sampling of songs that we listen to and the things she like says and the things she puts on. She's just a weird cat, man. Her, her do you know where her name comes from? It was her favorite strand of weed coming out of high school. Doja <laughs> Cat. Hey, yeah, there you go. There you go. So first up, we got Kiss Me More featuring SZA. 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 Simple, high-pop-tuned guitar and simple, kind of loud, mid-tuned drums throughout. Sweet vocals from both artists here. Um, clever, fun verses on both sides. Catchy, nice chorus. This is one of the songs on TikTok that's gone bananas, dude. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I I made the, the fast food reference a few weeks ago. I don't remember which artist it was. But this is very much fast food listening for me. Not much substance, but just a fun listen. Yeah, I mean the the song is literally just about kissing, and it's it's kind of catchy. Doja Cat's got a good flow on this song. Yeah, I mean I don't know it. 
not gonna be there, on my there's not a lot of substance. Not gonna sure. be on my replay list, sure. but I certainly am not gonna like denigrate it. Um, she did that a clever line. Like, let's see. I don't know, but she was just singing about you know kissing and and writing your name with kissing and whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Next one is say so, which this one I did kind of like. Say so. Disco guitar on thick, loud drums, ethereal kind of background singers, um, not really even ooing and eyeing, just like making like the halo noises, you know, <laughs> um, mid-eyed tempo, upbeat, kind of higher vocal level throughout here, um, more singing than rapping on this track, like probably a good 85% singing throughout another song that goes bananas on TikTok. Yeah, and if you're not familiar with Doja Cat, she kind of does the the Drake where she'll sing a little bit and then she'll rap a little bit and then she'll sing again and it's like she just I think she has a nice voice, man. Like I don't know, something about it it just seems like it seems like over the top like sweet almost. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Like I don't know if they're hitting it with like a certain like yeah, a little effect. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot sometimes. But I think she's a good rapper like just, you know, flow wise. I think she's got good flow for sure. Um and I, yeah, I, I do like her. Vo- I'm not in love with her like speaking voice. If you've ever heard her spoke, I have not. It's not my favorite speaking voice of all time, but I think her her singing voice is nice. So, yeah. Anything else about say so? Nah, ah. <laughs> nah nothing here is worth <laughs> bringing up. All righty. Next up is need to know. Which my first note on this song was that it's not for you or me. No, not at all. Um. Soft kind of mid-tune, hovering synth throughout with quick track and kick drums kicked in. Um, quick, smooth flow, clever wordplay here. Um, good range change and kind of like vocal layering through the chorus, which I do like. Another TikTok banana song. I mean, yeah, th- and it's not for us because this song, is she's just fantasizing about a friend of a friend who she's heard is a 10 out of 10 in bed and, and wanting him. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> some of her lyrics made me laugh like... Might just fuck him with my makeup on. Eat it like I need an apron on. Eat it till I need to change my thong. We could do it to your favorite song. Electric. Trying to see if you could handle this ass. Probably give his ass a panic attack. Sorry if I gave a random erection. Probably thinking I'm telekinetic. Oh, wait, you a fan of the magic? Poof, pussy like an alakazam. I heard from a friend of a friend that dick was a 10 out of 10. <laughs> like an alakazam. I like that. So, uh. yeah, I mean... I don't know. Made me laugh, but yeah, this this, not this is a song I don't I don't yeah. ever need to hear this song again. <laughs> oh man, um, we follow that up with "Like That" featuring Gucci Mane. A crossover here, Scooch. Uh, this is a cool track, kind of bouncing bump or bumping low tune piano with like mid tempo trap drums. Really nice flow on the verses from both artists here, and sweet high range swinging to from, from the chorus uh, from Doja. Um, Gucci's got good flow on this track, but like dumbass verse, <laughs> dumb as fuck, not at all creative. Yeah, she so in Doja Cat's verse, she's kind of telling her man like how to act and you know what to do, and a little bit like or you know she's commenting he's like he got off white on right, damn he can dress, and then yeah Gucci's verse is uh some of the flow is good. He he opens it with Gucci El Dorado. We in Rome. I'm a model. Gucci Mane and Doja Cat. Call me El, call me El Gato, which is funny. That's a, I like that. And then part of the verse that this this was a good line said, "I'm not cheap, baby, and I'm sure not selfish. Shaking like Elvis, damn near broke my pelvis." 
<laughs> Come on, you got to give that one a little bit of All respect. Right. All right, Gooch, I'll give you that one. <laughs> Shaking like Elvis. Damn near broke my pelvis. Nah, but I kind of like this song. It's yeah, right. It was all right. Yeah. It was much better than the next song. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, I agree. The next song is Ain't Shit. Uh, slow, choppy guitar and kind of mid-tempo trap drums. Quick, smooth flow. Nice word, like creative wordplay. This chorus blows. Um, oh, this it's a f- this is a song I I absolutely would never listen to again. It's yeah. terrible. Got like good energy from Doja here, but I'm not a fan either. I, I mean, she's no. just ra- singing about how men aren't shit. Men ain't shit. Which I just I'm not, good. Not for me. Very good. But yeah, the chorus. This is where she's got like that super like over the top sweet singing, and it's just I don't know something about it's just too much. Yeah. Um. We actually skipped a song, but we'll go back to it at the end. Um, oh. The next song, Paint the Town Red. Um, another one I've heard on TikTok a lot recently. Kind of got, like, snaps in these women background vocals m- with bits of horns uh, making up the beat here. Bouncy kind of flow, mid-tempo, mid-energy. Kind of fun. Her voice on this song sounds like a mix between Nicki Minaj and Anderson Pack. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. <laughs> it's like a perfect crossover. That's a really good way of putting it. Uh, it's got that like buzzy kind of girly vibe to it, but also it's like smooth with it. In the chorus, she does Anderson Pack's cadence, almost of like, you know, I said what I said. I'd rather be famous instead. Yeah, I let yeah. that all get you know. Hundred percent, I hear that. Um, she had a line here that made me laugh too, where she said, "Yeah, I said my happiness is all your misery. I put good dick all in my kidneys." In the kidneys. Alrighty then. Whatever you gotta do, honey. Um, there was something I wanted to comment on this song. I guess the music video really got people upset. There's really? like, there's, uh, let's see if I noted it down here. There's like some satanic imagery. And, uh, at one point Doja Cat can be seen chopping off what appears to be an umbilical cord. And there's all that, you know, just demons and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, Whatever. if you're, if you're going to be super popular and you put, put that out there, people are going to hate it, yep. but it it's is what it is. That's been happening since the beginning of time, dude. The beginning of YouTube. <laughs> Dude, even before that, like, who's that blues artist that we talked about with uh, Zeppelin? Is it Rob Thompson? Not Rob Thompson. But, no. Uh, um, there's no. an old, the the guy who, like, supposedly sold his soul to the devil. Oh, oh, shit. Yeah. There's, like, it's been going on since the 30s that music artists have been, like, linked to Satanism and think, like, it's such a weak argument, dude. I, I fucking hate when people get upset about that dumb shit. It's literally a music video. video. It's supposed to be explosive and like like provoke provocative. Gets Dude, it's, going. it's just one of those things when if someone's super popular and more than likely someone's walked in on their kids watching. They're like, what the hell? Yeah, that's, that's a tough look. That's a tough look. But Doja Cat's not for the kids. It's <laughs> a good counterpoint. Uh, what do we skip? We skip streets. Did you take any notes on streets? Probably not. Yeah, no worries. Oh, yeah. No, I must have must skipped that one. My bad. Ah, you're good. Um, All right. Let's wrap up Doja Cat then. If you don't have anything on streets, let's just go ahead and skip it. I um, would not listen to more. I didn't really like her. I didn't really like her either. But as a closing note, I would highly suggest anybody who's interested in go- Doja Cat, go to YouTube and just start out with the Moo music video. <laughs> it's worth a watch. Yeah, this is just uh, not not for me. Yeah, it's it's definitely for the girls, um, and it's not necessarily my favorite music either. It's very much pop, hip hop. Um, I don't know, just done to do it. But 
That's why we're doing this. Yeah. You want to do? Let's do Blackpink next, and then we'll save Dame Dollar because if if we get low on time, I feel like that's the easiest one to yeah. Skimp on. I agree. Blackpink, K-pop girl pop. What the hell is a Blackpink? What the hell is a Blackpink? So their name. It, so this is for uh, girls from. I don't think they're even all from Korea. They're all, like from across Asia. They basically like entered this uh, contest or like scouting uh, thing to like find girls to put together a K-pop group. Um, they found these four girls: Jenny, Lisa, Jisoo, and Rose, um, to put together this group. And Blackpink is kind of this like meta thought process where they're like trying to display the girly side, but also show that they have like a more hardcore side to them. Okay. And so it's black pink. It's not pink pink and it's not black, black, it's black <laughs> pink. I know I said this on an earlier episode when we were talking about Coachella with Blink-182, but it sounds like a slur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's certainly a, a very odd choice, but you know, these, this group is fucking massive though in Asia, dude massive like they so massive that they have re-recorded a bunch of their own stuff in japanese oh really to to appeal to their japanese fan base where they're massive huge dude that's wild so anyways uh i don't have anything else about blackpink do you want to just get right into it yeah so first song is ddu doo doo i you know when i when i looked at this song you know uh i guess this Shows credence to me being, you know, born in when I was born or whatever. But I was like, oh, it's a dance, dance revolution. <laughs> 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 down, down, up, down, up, down, up. Oh, brother. Uh, but no, that's actually the chorus. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, this is kind of fun, though. It's uh, this, like really highly tuned synth, up-tempo, bubbly pop, like synth and keyboard with trap drums. Um, quick flowing verses in both English and Korean um, kind of breaks into a, a beat drop thing like in the chorus like the the typical beat that you'll hear through the verses switches completely through the chorus and then you get that beat drop energy where the energy picks up and picks up and picks up and picks up and then drops into like a pretty standard EDM drop it's kind of kind of fire yeah no I'm not gonna dog this song at all this is a cool party song yeah so the name of the song is it's in Korean but the English translation is you know look at me now or I'm the best mm, gosh, and uh gosh. yeah I mean the the lyrics again when translated like it's it's about you know being empowered and, and confident and showing yourself to the world yeah yeah I mean I don't know what the fuck it's about but it's a fun track it's sketchy oh it also this song achieved the highest number of views in a single day at the time with over 38 million. Yeah, no, I, I a hundred percent like the things I was reading about this group. I was like, how the fuck have I never heard of these people? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Um, all right. Next track we're going to talk about today. Kill this love. Um, this gave me like battle song vibes, just the way it's like sounds. I don't know quite how else to put that, uh, mid tempo verses on trap drums. Um, Going into the chorus, it's, uh like opens up poppy and then kind of sweet. And then the bass drop on this song is a hard, like, fuck you energy bass drop. Really, really cool bass drop. Um, good level changes from all the girls on this track. Uh, I kind of like this one, too. Yeah, I'm, I mean, my note on this was still kind of fire. Two and for two. Uh, yeah, I mean, I had some of the translation here in English 
After a sweet high, there's always a bitter buy. After every crazy high, there's a price you have to pay. There's no answer. This test always fail for it. Fall for it. Yes. So that's that seems like very generic pop music. <laughs> yeah, bullshit. Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah. So after that is how you like that. TikTok bananas. Really? Uh, yeah. Kind of like sweet open, honestly, like bubbly kind of bumpy keyboard. Um, little bit into that. They bring in claps and kind of buzzy, obfuscated synth throughout. Um, the second, then they hit the chorus, which is just like more of that buzzy synth. Um, they get into the second verse and they get these like, arabian night horns in the background i don't know quite else to put that uh but it's a cool ad anyways uh good changes in energy here i'll be honest i've gotten tired of this song but still catchy as hell yeah i mean part of the over and over again in the song they just go now look at you now look at me now look at you now look at me uh i i did have a note on this song it sounds like they're flexing a little bit Sounds like they need some Gucci Mane on this. <laughs> oh, imagine Scooch on this. Oh, man. <laughs> that would be the collab that we need. Two chains? 100%. Yeah, that would rock. Uh, and they do have a couple cool um, features later on that we'll talk about. Actually, next? Yeah, so up next is Ice Cream with Selena Gomez. Yeah, and this is kind of a cool track, too. A little different, though. A little bit slower, kind of a simple beat. Clicks throughout and kind of slow, buzzy. Or not slow, low, buzzy keyboard, um, kind of bumpy verses in the way they energize or like emphasize the word. Da, 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 da. Um, Catchy's chorus, but again, like kind of like the last chorus, pretty fucking stupid. Um, Selena, she doesn't like Selena Gomez is a fascinating person to me. Like, I, I don't know what she's been doing for the last 10 years because she's making like, music. Not a ton, though, dude. Like, you would be surprised how little music she's made in the last, call it, six or seven years. I'm, um, like, 90% sure she owns her own makeup stuff, too. Yeah, and she's just, like, a bit of a recluse, man. Like, you don't really ever hear about Selena Gomez, but she was massive when we were kids, man. She's still massive, bro. I don't know, man. Like, she just doesn't really, like, come out a ton. Like, you don't... I don't think she's, like, that big. I could be wrong, but uh, anyways... Selena kind of comes in late uh, at the very end with like a chorus slash like a couple verses. Um, she does nice work on this track, uh, but it's the, as track as a whole is not for me. Yeah, definitely not for me too. Uh, some of the lyrics come a little closer because you're looking thirsty. I'm gonna make it better. Sip it like a Slurpee, snow cone chili. Get it free like Willie in the jeans like Billy. You be popping like a wheelie even in the sun. You know I keep it icy. You could take a lick, but it's too cold to bite me. So, so sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, after that, as if it's your last, uh, this is Bubblegum Pop 101. The or maybe like Bubblegum Pop 501, honestly. Yeah, the chorus is fire. The rest of the song is, yeah. Yeah, I kind of got the same thing. I thought this was like a fairly generic club, club-like club bumper. Um, like you said, catchy chorus, kind of mid-high tempo, high energy, um, high-tuned keyboard and standard pop drums throughout. Um, it didn't jump off the page to me, but whatever. If it came on at a club, I'd probably dance to it. Yeah. Do you notice they do similar to like Gucci Mane doing the burr? They do the black pink in your area every yeah, single song. Yeah, I've heard that. It's yep. like the their signature ad lib. Their uh their drop, yeah. Yeah. I like it. After uh, that, boom ya. Uh twisty buzzy 
Jesus. Uh, twisty, buzzy synth notes with claps and kind of kick drums. Uh, it reminded me of a Pitbull beat. Like, imagine <laughs> this beat with Pitbull on the mic. Um, mid-tempo, but high energy. More beat drop chorus work here. Um, nice vocals from all of them. I think they did a good, really good job on the mic here. Um, this drop kind of kicks ass, honestly, though. Uh, my notes got clicked off here. Um, yeah, like the drop hits and the drums fucking bang. It's it's a sick drop. Like that's what I would come back to this for. Yeah, this this was all right for me. I don't really have much to add. Yeah, I thought this was a cool track, but uh, I'll also say like this isn't something I'm gonna listen to a ton. Regardless. No, no, no. So no. even like the songs I do like, I'm not. I'm just not gonna get back to it a ton. Yeah, and you know what's funny? I texted you. I listened to the first two songs on the list, which I both enjoyed, like because like more yeah. like the EDM. And you I were think, like Blackpink kind of rocks. Yeah, and then I listened to the rest of them. And I was like, ah, <laughs> um, <laughs> may have I should have saved that for Harry Styles. I blew my load a little bit. Yep. <laughs> All right, and then the last track for Blackpink is "Sour Candy" featuring Lady Gaga. Uh, Gaga actually produced a bunch on this album too which is kind of cool oh really yeah she came in and like really helped them out on this album which is cool um mid-tempo trap drums and soft hollow kind of low tuned keyboard mid-tempo verses um and gaga on the chorus and then she adds a verse at the end too um club vibes throughout it's missing a beat drop I, you know what's funny? I thought the it kind of gave me like Tetris vibes or like uh, you yeah. ever play like one of like Geometry Dash for yeah. the iPhone. That's kind of I was trying to figure out like how to put that keyboard sound, and I get that. I could totally yeah. see that for sure. I still think it's a nice track. And yeah, I, I like Gaga. Like she's such a contrast from all the girls here. Like her voice is so much deeper and like bellowing. I just I love her on this track. Yeah, it was it was a good collab for sure. Yeah. So, uh. Blackpink, four and a half out of ten. Four out of ten. <laughs> I'll go four and a half. I, if if it was in English, I might give it like a six, just because I can understand it more. Which is nothing like the the music that part just of it. Is I, what it is, right? I like some of the music part of it. I just it's it's hard listening to something that you can't understand. So that's interesting because I had brought up Santana as a possible option for uh, one of these episodes for a similar reason where half of it's in English. Probably less than half of it's in English and more in Spanish. Yeah. And so it's like, God, Carlos Santana rocks, but have a bunch of it's in Spanish. And so it's like, is that really what we're going to be doing today? I don't know. Right. So maybe that's something we do. If, I don't know. Maybe that's something we get to later. But I definitely want to talk about him at some point because he's a fucking legend on guitar, dude. Yeah. We can cook it up for, uh, I don't know, sampling or future sample. Yeah. Yeah. So last up for today, we got Dame Dollar, Dalla, excuse me, aka Damian Lillard, Portland Trail Blazers superstar, NBA icon, mid rapper, yeah, very mid rapper. I don't have a lot of notes on these songs, other than it's. I could say the same thing for every song, where it's like hearing Damian Lillard rap about being rich and playing basketball. I was like, eh, I'd rather just watch him play basketball. That's more or less the the vibe of every song on here not um, that he's bad by any means but comparing his flow to like well yeah so that's the problem also is he's got high level features on almost all of these tracks we talk about yeah lil wayne on a lot of them jeremiah uh even g easy g easy yeah it's like yeah it's just it's just hard doing like the i don't know what to call it other than like 
no 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 yeah you know you know like that cadence over and over again he's got a very choppy flow for the most part yes i wasn't in love with this flow um there's a couple tracks he's smooth with it but for the most part choppy flow yeah did you did you check out the wikipedia for dame dollar at all no (laughs) yeah they say here he basically got into rapping so that he could hang out in his cousin's car and like ride around in the sick car that he had uh, growing up in Oakland to just hang out. Oh, so like before he was. Yeah, because okay, I guess gotcha. his cousin's a rapper. Gotcha. Um, he had this sick car and he just wanted to hang out. So he got into rapping. <laughs> it's wild. You're, you're you're going into high level high school basketball, uh, big time college basketball. And you're just like, you know what I'm going to do on this side? Hang out with my cousin and his fucking low rider. And bounce around and rap. That's fucking sick. But yeah. like, what are you doing, man? Yeah. So let's get into it. So we uh we got like just over ten minutes. Yeah. Here. Just call it. Just call it eight minutes. Yeah. So loyal to the soil, featuring Little Wayne. D- Dame Dame is all right on this. He's <laughs> he's just rapping about how he's a good dude and how money won't define him. I don't get high. I don't sell dope. When people ask why, I did it for my folks. Little Wayne murders his verse though. Yeah. Little Wayne's awesome on this track. Uh, the beat here is nothing to get too excited about. Simple piano and mid-tempo trap drums. I feel like it needs some buzzy, like, synth kind of kicked in throughout. Um, but, yeah, everything else is I its song. Yeah, that would probably help. Next up, Run It Up featuring Little Wayne. Uh, Dame's first verse, eh, second one is decent. Wayne crushing per usual. Yeah, you kind of hit my notes there, but I fucking love this beat. This beat kicks ass. It's not crazy. Well, the horns are crazy. Uh, that's the thing here. It's simple trap drums with these like wavy, high-tuned horns that have been uh, like synthed up a little bit. It fucking rocks. Wayne on the hook. He has a nice hook here. His verse is good. Uh, Dame, nice flow. Could be a little more creative. Yeah, definitely. Next up is Moneyball featuring Jeremiah, uh, Danny from Sobrante, and Derek Milano. Yeah, I thought this is kind of a fun track. Uh, slow piano and up-tempo muffled synth drums. Uh, Dame on the first verse is just doing his Dame thing, kind of bumpy, choppy flow. Um, and he's got more of a deeper voice, too, so just keep that in mind. Um, Danny on the second verse is kind of softer, um, but still, like, mid-tempo. And then Danny or Derek Milano doing the chorus, I think. Um, it's a nice track. <laughs> yeah, and Dame, again, just his in his his cadence i own homes and cars and i only fly private pull up to the plane pilots high five in i can't tell if i like that line or if it's cheesy as hell yeah i don't know whatever next song is sorry featuring little wayne so third little wayne feature here yeah i got pop and trap drums simple piano high energy and quick on both on both verses here i think this is my least favorite of the three little wayne ones yeah i think so too i didn't think either of them was great um but good energy regardless um dame hit some quick bars on at the very end like on the uh or sorry lil wayne hit the, the quick bars at the end it was kind of cool um but it's just i right. yeah the only thing i liked from dame was he said nda's outside my parties it's cool <laughs> that's pretty sick yeah <laughs> very much the uh lashaw mccoy uh yeah girls only <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Up next is Switch Sides featuring Verse Simmons and Brookfield Deuce. Both of these guys are on Dame's uh, record label. Oh, okay. It's kind of cool. Um, mid-tune, mid-tempo keyboard and trap drums, nothing special. 
uh, choppy rapping, kind of similar to the last song. Um, verse drops a nice, verse Simmons drops a nice verse. A um, little bit smoother, but not as hard. Uh, this is just kind of a good, like, riding around song. Yeah, he's rapping about, like, basketball and, like, his journey. It's like, I'm in the lab. Let's work that dribble jab. If I get this down, I'm getting 20 at the half. They try to double me. I hit a shot. Look at the staff. I was in my bag. I'm going to get in the last lap. I think this is also the one where he makes a reference. He's like, I'm from the land of Golden State, but I live in Portland or yeah, something stupid yeah. like that. <laughs> uh, then we got last one, right? Last one. Uh, Two more. Well, I got two more. I got Wasatch Front. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. About that time. Oh, I, st- I just did the thing where I did the notes for the next one on the last gotcha. one. Gotcha. No worries. Shit. So, anyways, uh, Wasatch Front, kind of jazzy R&B horn, simple trap drums, simple low-tune keyboard, good energy, and nice flow. Smoother flow from Dame here. Better track. I actually like this track a lot. I think this is maybe the best uh, Dame's done on any of the songs we've covered. I think this might be the only one I save. Yeah. Yeah. And then, do you have anything else there? Sorry. No, I... Yeah, that was the one you missed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, last track, this was a feature track for the new version of Space Jam, About That Time, with G-Eazy, P-Lo, and White Dave. Um, Up-tempo, cool beat, like trap drums and cowbell, high-tuned synth on the chorus, Dame hits a cool, smooth verse to start. G-Eazy kills his verse. G-Eazy's got sick flow from, Ra- time to, from time to time. Yeah, just quick, like super smooth with it, <laughs> clever, really cool verse. Um, and then White Dave at the end, kind of forgettable verse at the end. Pilo's choruses are awesome, too. Like, just fun, like a little more high-range stuff, uh, but really cool, like bouncing around kind of feel to it. It's catchy as hell, fun track. Yeah, Jeezy's got sick flow. Again, Dame had some cheesy, cheesy cadence, cheesy lines. Try to play me, probably end up with a fat lip. Uh, and you know I'm gonna stack chips. Like, <laughs> that's something I would write if I was writing raps. You know, but he, hey, hey, it is what it is. I'll just, I'll just close with this. As much time as he has in the off season every year, he should be a lot better at this. <laughs> wow, savage. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> uh, I've been saving that one for a while, folks. I like it. Um. Anyways, Dame, solid five. Straight oh, five. I'd give him like a four. Yeah. I, I'd take Blackpink over Dame. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and in that case, I'm giving Doja Cat a three. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, sampling platter, there's some good, some bad, some ugly. Yeah. Yeah. This is what we're here for. We found some cool stuff we like. Uh and we found things we never want to listen to again. <laughs> and now you guys don't have to listen to some of this shit. So That's true. Uh, but definitely, Harry Styles, a really fun listen. Uh, ABBA, really fun listen. I'd even check out Dame Dollar just for the novelty of it. <laughs> um, the rest, oh, and Gucci, Gucci. Uh, you definitely know some Gucci songs if you're into hip-hop. So, you know, some good stuff here today. And, uh yeah, I think this this is a good way to do it. I'd do this again for sure. Yeah, I mean, one out of six. Like at some point, we'll probably do Harry Styles. So yeah. one out of six isn't bad. Yeah, and then we got fun. another two or three that we would do another sampling round. So. Absolutely. Yeah. So next week we got USS, and then the following week we got Turnpike Troubadours. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. I uh, I only know like one song by them, but the song I've heard is oh cool. really. Um, yeah. So I'm kind of excited to give that a listen. It's fire. Yeah. Yeah. yeah these guys are cool. So. All right, uh, follow on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Twitter. Like, review, subscribe on Spotify and Apple Pods. Thanks for listening, everybody. Catch you on the next one.